Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. And before I get started, I want to let you know about books I have up on Amazon, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma, and particularly Fearless, Abundant Life Through Infinite Love, which I wrote during the COVID lockdown um, about, ironically, the factors of connection and fostering that that deep spirituality that comes from knowing we're, we're deeply and intimately loved by the Lord and looking to remove the blocks that help us be able to really receive that. And then also Father David Tickerhoof, who often joins me on our podcast, his book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture. It's funny, I just stopped at the store this morning and um, somebody, somebody stopped me and told me that he and his wife are in the process of rereading that book and just how much amazing um, nuggets it's or that book is really packed with. So evangelizing Catholic culture, it's actually a, a lot about it, or a lot of it is about um, really uh, deep spirituality and atonement. So don't be fooled by the title. That's also on Amazon by Father David Tickerhoof. If you're interested in human and spiritual integration workshops or intensive trauma therapy, please visit my website at sacredhearthealingministries.com. You'll find a lot of information up there. So getting started today, um, what I want to share with you, and this is going to be, be available in the show notes, you'll, or there'll be a, a link, you'll be able to, to download this. But what I want to share with you is the content of this self-evaluation that I will was inspired to design most recently when I was helping um, the deacons with formation. And it's based on these factors of connection. And, you know, so often you'll hear Father David and I talk about these factors of connection, these pillars of connection being chosen, known, valued, having boundaries, and then openness, you know, and we we have these things all super abundantly supplied for us in the Lord. The fact that he chose to create us of all the possibilities of human beings he could have created. And, and us in particular, very specifically, very particular to you, not Americans or Canadians or whatever, whatever country we might happen to live in or be from. He chose to make you specifically who you are with absolutely every, every trait, every, your hair color, your eye color, your height, your everything about you and the, the giftedness that you have, your way of seeing things. He chose to make you who you are unique and special and precious and to really make you as a reflection of his glory. 
And, um, and then he knows you because, right. Because he chose to make us and knows every way he, he made us. Then, you know, as um, Psalm 139 says, he, he knit us together in our mother's womb. So he has known us before the world began. The scripture says he chose us. We were chosen in him before the world began. So we were known before we even knew ourselves. We were known that intimately and for that long. And by the Lord, by by God of all creation, the God who is all good and all loving and all knowing and all wise and totally for us. We were known by him and, and valued to the point of him emptying himself, as Philippians says, and taking on our humanity, knowing what that was going to cost him to suffer and die and, and be rejected and and denied and and betrayed and and everything and valuing us to that point and then even when those things happen still valuing us still valuing us to the point of um con continually extending grace to us and mercy and and the sacraments and just giving himself and and really desiring deep intimate personal relationship with you and then boundaries. So what are boundaries? He's the boundary setter. He's the lawgiver. And so he sets boundaries for us. And, and the setting of those boundaries isn't to limit us. It, it's not to, to kill our fun. It's not to, um, to impose, you know, kind of hoops for us to jump through. They're actually his protection and his provision for us. He, he knows us intimately. He has the owner's manual on us because we don't belong to ourselves. We, we belong to him. He purchased us at the price of his blood. He knows what makes us tick. He knows what's healthy for us and what's whole for us and what's whole, what leads to holiness, what leads to that deep freedom and joy and peace of an intimate relationship with him. And those are the, that's the boundaries that he's set for us. That's, that's morality and his provision for us. He provides for us and, and protects us even far beyond this life. You know, that's why in scriptures, in scripture where um, St. Stephen was being stoned to death, to death, right? He could have easily thought, what in the world? Like, God is not protecting me. You know, any of the martyrs could have thought that, but they knew that, you know, so often athletes talk about the long game. God is in it for the longest game there is. He's in it for eternity. And so his protection and provision goes so far beyond this life to what, um, to what, to eternal life. So it, it really doesn't matter what happens. Uh, you know, there's no way we can think if he doesn't, if he is allowing X, Y, or Z that's going on right now, then that's the end even if it's death, that's not the end. We know as Christians, thankfully. And so then he's, he's open with us, you know, as I'm sitting here recording this in my prayer room, in my house, there's the, an image of the sacred heart. It's a beautiful image of the Lord and he's holding his heart out. And um, that's how open he is with us, you know, or anytime we go to adoration and his heart is exposed to us there in the blessed sacrament, or even when we receive him, how open is that? He, where we bring him body, blood, soul, and divinity into ourselves. 
and he receives us into himself. So that's um, no greater openness can we even really possibly imagine. So, so when we have those factors, as I've said in other podcasts, that's where that deep sense of fearlessness, that's where the title of the book Fearless came from. We, we can be fearless because we have these things. Our deepest longing in life is for these things because those factors put together set the stage for a deep sense of connection, a profound sense of connection. And we have those things super abundantly supplied for beyond our what we would ever be able to ask for or imagine. We have those things supplied for us in the Lord. And never could we ever possibly plummet the depths of them. He's he's in, he's infinite and we're finite. And so there's always more, always more, always more. He's he's living waters. That's the that's that deep well that will never run dry within our souls where the blessed trinity lives that we're that we're called to draw from. And so when we do, when we draw from there first for our satisfaction, for knowing we're chosen and known and valued, protected and provided for, and really ourselves in turn received into someone, received by someone who knows us intimately and is all good and all loving, completely safe in every way possible, completely for us in that receiving of that then, then uh, we're kind of bulletproof as the saying goes, we're bulletproof. We're, we're able to be fearless because we can be like St. Stephen and being stoned, knowing whatever is happening, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all going to be used for my good. If I join with my, you know, my heart to the Lord and, and allow him to use it for me, he knows it. He sees it no matter what it is even when the feelings aren't there and boy, sometimes the feelings are not there. And yet we know anything he allows, if it's suffering, it's coming from the fire of his love. And so I've talked about this in a number of podcasts and the the peace, joy and freedom that can come from those things. And, and, you know, and and that's great. That's (laughs) who doesn't like to hear about there's, there's infinite peace, joy and freedom for us in the Lord. And yet, here's a a way we can kind of um, take an x-ray of our heart and determine, um, wow, you know, how can I kind of evaluate? Is there a way that the Lord might have even greater peace, joy, and freedom? Is there a way that that this is being blocked somehow? How do I focus on, you know, my prayer, even my Lexio Divina or my contemplation or, or, um, unbound kind of prayer, that sort of thing. How do I focus this on removing those blocks to the Lord's love so I can receive it even more deeply and really come to believe it in my, in my mind and, and let my mind be renewed so that I can really receive it. And so, um, so that's what this self-evaluation is meant to be. It's meant to be good news because the good news is God is infinite. And, and so there's always greater peace, joy, and freedom that he has for us. There's always a greater sense of being chosen by him, a greater sense of being known intimately by the one who is all good, being valued completely by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God of the universe, my creator. 
and being being protected and provided for beyond whatever the limitations um whatever it feels like our limitations in in my life or even the limitation to this life it protects and provides for me each one of us even beyond those things and then is completely open giving himself revealing himself continually in in the way that will most draw us to himself and so um so how can we kind of evaluate that right how can i evaluate uh not for the sake of condemnation not for the sake of judgment or self-criticism not for the sake of somehow it means i'm inadequate i'm not good enough but instead for the sake of where might the lord have me kind of drop anchor for a bit in my prayer and really focus my prayer on that particular pillar of connection and so that's what that's where this human and spiritual integration self-evaluation was born out of so so I'm just going to share this with you a little bit. So, um, so for example, if we're not feeling chosen, what might that lead to? You know, a lot of times it's kind of like, oh, okay, being chosen, that's a great idea. I, I'm all on board with that. But am I really, do I really believe it? Or maybe are there blocks to me being able to believe that? And so, for example, um, if I'm not really deeply receiving that into the person, into the deepest part of my person, then I'm probably going to lack a sense of belonging or feel insecure, self-conscious. I might feel or be told by others that I lack self-awareness, you know, because if I'm not having that deep sense of, of being chosen, then I might not be relating to myself in a way where I really choose to be intentional about my own life and, and my own internal life, or it's going to come out in how I relate to others. And so I'll have a hard time giving what I don't have. So if I don't have that deep sense of being chosen, may have a, a real block to being able to relate to others in that way. So I may have prejudices or judgments in my heart towards other individuals or groups of people in terms of being known. So the next pillar of connection, if, if I'm lacking in a sense of really being able to receive that from the Lord, I might feel forgotten or abandoned or, or rejected by God when things don't turn out the way I wish, when somehow I'm praying for a certain outcome instead of praying for the Lord's will because I trust that he's all good and totally for me. So if I'm praying for a certain outcome or hoping for a certain outcome, then I can end up feeling as though I've been abandoned by God if that outcome doesn't happen. And yet when I, when I drop anchor into the fact that I'm known by him, knowing who he is, right? So that he's all good and totally for me and all powerful, able to, to affect those things that are, that are, totally in his wisdom, he knows is the best thing for me, then, then there's no fear. I'm fearless, become fearless. If I'm not feeling known by the Lord, if I'm not really believing that and receiving that, then I might find myself being self-critical and unforgiving toward myself. And these things can really end up um, sandbagging us and like sidelining us, making us 
feel discouraged beyond the point of even wanting to try. However, if I am really having experiencing receiving that sense of being known by the Lord, really internalizing that, then I have the courage to see myself warts and all and and extend the same mercy and patience to myself that the Lord has towards me. If I find it difficult to pay attention to others, perhaps that's because I'm not receiving that that constant presence and attention of the Lord, knowing that he knows me deeply. Instead, I might have this real desire to be known where I can't pay attention to others and I'm even easily annoyed by others because I really want to be known. I really want to experience that because I'm not receiving that in that infinite way from the Lord. Either I'm not um, going to him and opening myself to him, or maybe that's just an area where there's a block that he wants to remove or an area that he wants to reveal himself more in prayer. So this is to give you like, um, I'm going to keep going through these, but this is to, as you're hearing these things, this is to be an aid to you in prayer, an aid to making you Teflon and bulletproof and fearless and all of those kind of things. So this is not for self-condemnation, just a reminder. We can give into that so easily. <clears throat> so if I'm not knowing that I'm valued by the Lord, if I'm not really believing that, I may struggle with scrupulosity which would be a way of spiritually trying to earn my value. Or I might find myself focusing on the externals in spirituality or religion, really trying to, to control it. I really want to be a good boy or a good girl. And so all of these things have to be just so, and, and I beat myself up and, and have no peace if I am not able to get my rosary in during a given day or, or, or for example, um, another question to ask myself would be, do I focus on the letter of the law rather than the spirit of the law? So those are just some ways that in terms of my relationship with the Lord, I'm not receiving the fact that I'm already valued as much as I could ever possibly be valued. And then letting my prayer, my worship, um, my spiritual life be a response of love instead of trying to earn love. Another set of questions would be, am I preoccupied with my own looks or image or success? If so, there may be a good chance that I don't value myself the way the Lord values. I don't receive my sense of value from him. Instead, I'm looking to earn my value based on externals. And which would be in particular looking to earn my value from others, how others see me or perceive me. Another question would be, do I find myself needing expressions of gratitude or affirmation for other, from others? And the lack of such really robs my peace. If that's true, then I'm probably looking to others for my value because I don't value myself inherently. And so would be a pretty good indication that I'm not receiving that from the Lord. Another set of questions, am I saddened by the success of others and see others as competition? Again, 
you know, how we love ourselves should be really receiving the fact that the Lord loves us totally and internalizing that and taking on the mind of Christ towards ourselves, loving ourselves in that same way, then I can love my neighbor as myself. But if I'm not loving myself, my neighbor's up a creek. So another question would be, do I find it difficult to share the spotlight or credit with others? You know, do I find it, do I have a hard time collaborating because I want to be the center? It's a good indication that I lack a sense of value. So what can I do with that? I can take it to the Lord in prayer and say, show me who you, who you made me to be and how you see me. How do you value me? What's my worth before you to you who values everything perfectly the way it really is? And then we can really receive the fact that we purchased by the price of his precious blood which he continually pours out for us in the blessed sacrament. So moving on to the pillar of connection boundaries, the question would be, do I experience morality and prayer primarily as what God wants from me more than what he has for me as a gift? Because see, if, if I'm really of the mindset that the Lord's boundaries are his protection and provision, he who was Again, all good, all loving, all wise, and totally for me, knows me intimately, then the limits of protection and provision are really going to be set out there in order to, to, to care for me in the most loving way possible, to form me and and to even if even if it's to discipline me, as Hebrew says, he disciplines every son he chooses. So it's because we're because we're his children, his dear, loved, beloved children that, that he protects and provides for us in the way that he does. So ultimately for our good, even if as little toddlers, we can tend to, I think a lot of times we can tend to experience the limitations of life, kind of like a, a toddler wanting to eat a candy bar before it's time for dinner. And the, the parent has to say, no, we have to wait and have dessert after dinner so your body can get some nutrients instead of just kind of junk. So the Lord knows how he's made us. He knows what he's made us for. And so we can, we can really kind of take on that mindset and know that instead of being like the toddler that throws a fit and feels like it means that mommy or daddy doesn't love them, Instead, know that it's it's because he wants health and vigor for our spiritual person and body and mind and every aspect of our lives. Another question would be, do I struggle with perfectionism, negative self-talk, I'm self-critical, over, or overextend myself and have difficulty resting or relaxing? So that would be I have difficulty setting boundaries for myself. And saying, no, there's really a limit to what I can do. There really is. And that's that's a good thing. It's a good thing to set boundaries. It's the most loving thing. Sometimes if we don't do that, we can end up being really resentful because it can feel like others just take and take and take. If we're not telling them, I can't do more. I just can't. 
you know, it can feel like, am I being less than generous if I have to set a boundary? But, you know, the real truth about that is setting a boundary is what allows us to, to really bring our A game and really apply ourselves completely and wholeheartedly without reservation and without resentment in particular in the times where we are committed to, to giving ourselves. So do I struggle to set boundaries or to respect the boundaries of others? Because again, we might receive that as somehow it's an artificial wall or it's a person um, denying me because they're, they're having boundaries for themselves and I don't set boundaries for myself. And so it makes me resentful that they set boundaries for themselves. Do I find the need to control others? Again, that would be a wanting to cross the boundary of others. Or do I experience boundaries from others as rejection or I'm angered by them? You know, again, it's those things would be indicative that I don't have a, a proper understanding of boundaries. And so a proper understanding of the fact that the Lord is going to provide and protect me completely and totally, regardless of, of others' inability to do so. And then openness. So do I struggle to pray from the heart with authenticity and honesty? Because those things would be, if, if I'm really plugged into these aspects of connection, then, then I may not appreciate the fact that the Lord is, um, is open to me and revealing himself to me completely and totally. And so I may withhold exposing my heart to him. Do I avoid self-reflection, right? That'd be a lack of openness with myself. Again, can go back to, you know, any of the, the pillars of connection that, that I already shared from, you know, if, if I feel somehow like I'm inadequate, which would be, I don't appreciate my value, then I may avoid self-reflection. You know, there can be a lot of different factors, but openness is, is really an important one because it's what even gives us the ability to use something like this, um, this self-evaluation. So for the purpose of deeper joy and freedom and peace, you know, again, not for the sake of one more way to beat myself up. Or do I fear my weaknesses being seen by others? Maybe, you know, spiritual director, or confessor, or, um, or formators, if we're in religious life or diaconal programs or such, you know, when there are people in our life who have a role and a right to speak to areas we need for growth, not people who just want to comment for the sake of their own insecurities and they want to put us down for our successes, which I had that experience lately. And, and it's really, uh, can really be annoying when people we haven't asked for their input and they have no reason to give input. And really we can readily see that they're giving input out of their own brokenness and insecurities. And yet, so what I'm talking about here is people where they really have a right and a reason to speak to that. Then we can really receive their input. We can really receive it as them coming from the same place the Lord is coming from, where he's coming from, uh, pointing out our areas where there's 
there's greater room for growth because there's greater room for, again, more peace, joy, and freedom than we could ever possibly imagine. So I share this with you and I'll make this available in the show notes and um, just encourage you to take it to prayer and just let the Lord begin to reveal to you, maybe through this, some of the areas where he wants to remove blocks to his love. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.